Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestronino back here with our Survivor exit interview. Last regular exit interview of Survivor 45 before next week's jam-packed exit interview finale special. But today we'll be talking with Drew, who got voted out at the final six. Looking forward to catching up with the first member of the re before to end up going out of the game. He'll be with us here in just a moment. And then we'll do some This Week in Survivor History with Jordan Kalish on Wednesday night. I got together with my friend Jamal Shipman to talk about everything from this episode. Fun podcast on the post game show. Then later on this afternoon, I will be back with Stephen Fishback for Survivor Know-It-Alls at Thursday, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. So be on the lookout for that one. Of course, you can see all these interviews as well on our YouTube channel at robiswebsite.com slash YouTube, I see that we have Drew on the line. Let's go ahead and uh, bring him in. Hey, Drew, what's going on? Rob Sestrino. Drew, how are you? Rob, I'm tough. You know, I'll tell you a story. When I was in casting, they were like, who are you like? You know, because you got to answer that question. And eventually they were like, you're Rob Sestrino. You're just like Rob. You know, that was my prototype. But I'll tell you, last night I felt a little bit more like Roger Sexton from the Amazon because <laughs> I got buried. Yeah, they had the wow. shovel out. The grave diggers yeah. were standing around. <laughs> and I was in the dirt. So waking up from that. And of course, I'm sick. 
Um, oh. I'm doing okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hope you're feeling better, Drew. Uh, what a uh, nice compliment for me to receive uh, this morning to hear that story. And yeah, uh, really sad to see you go out of the game and would just love to talk. I know that you think so much about the game. Can you tell us for you, from your perspective, looking back, uh, where did things go wrong for you? Yeah. So I think that, um, well, two, and one is hard to say. And so I, I'm always very careful to like not like retroactively correct things in these interviews because I feel like people do and it ruins their authenticity. So I'm going to be trying totally honest. I was 100% confident final six up until tribal council. And I, I had a conversation just before that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then the answers were not the simple answers that you would be giving if it was Julie. And so I started to get really nervous and think like, oh my God, should I ask Austin to play the idol? But that's a whole you know bag of worms. And so I did. It's like, okay, that would be regret number one. Uh, more fundamentally, I think losing Emily at seven was a big mistake Yeah. Um, because Emily was a huge target uh, and she was also a valuable and loyal, you know, alliance member. And I felt like at that point, I didn't need it. She could go and it would kind of be bloodless. You know, I'd be able to potentially recoup a jury vote. Um, I'd be able to avoid the emotional hard decision, which really weighed on me, um, the, cutting these people I was close with. But in actuality, um, I underestimated the extent to which D would stick up for Julie. Um, and I really needed Emily's presence in number. So I think that was a big mistake at final seven, not splitting the vote. Yeah. You uh, classified Emily going out at seven as a mistake. I mean, did you have some agency in Emily going home? Did you have knowledge of how that was going to yeah, play out? So everyone, ah, this is tough. People, people knew that Julie knew basically by tribal council. Um, and we thought that we had, given it away through our dynamic at camp. Like basically we were joking that it was the worst hidden blindside in history, but the logic was kind of that, okay, if Julie plays the idol, she is going to send Emily home because Emily's gunning for her the hardest. Um, and that eliminates a big threat, which makes Julie a huge threat, which means that if we go after that final, final six, it's flawless. Like who would go against that? Who would be so silly to let her stick around? You know, of course, okay. There's some, uh, some silly billies out there in the Island. Uh, but, that was, that was the thinking. And I'll tell you, Rob, we talked about the meta game. I'm somebody very invested in the meta of Survivor. And I think that it is reduced. There are so many ways to play Survivor. And we have this tried and true road that we never forge you know, off of. And it's silly. And so one of the things I kind of wanted to make a stand creatively on is the foolishness of splitting votes. I think 99% of the time splitting votes is a mistake. And even when it doesn't go your way, which happened twice on this season, okay, the person who successfully took advantage of the split because target number one and it buys you another day. If you are on the top, right, which, which we before was, all you want to do is buy another tribal council before you guys, you know, are, are the ones that everyone targets down. You want to have another person make it through. And so the failure of a split vote can be valuable in that regard. So we, he we heard a lot of talk about how Julie was the person that we have. We're very concerned about Julie because uh, she's so unbeatable. Why, why was Julie uh, considered to be such a big threat out of the members of the Reba four? Yeah. So um, it, it's interesting. They showed it like I was the one um, very eager to turn on the Reba four, which maybe was true. Maybe it was people's perceptions. From my perception, I felt that Julie was the most likely to turn. Um, we'd had an agreement to turn on each other at final six. Um, and all of a sudden we started to hear all about these final three deals that Julie had made. You know, she had one with me. She had one with Dia, obviously she had one with Katura and with Emily. Um, and it really raised some questions like, okay, why are you plotting this hard? You know, like, mm -hmm. like wh where do we figure into your, your, your plan? 
Um, and then she had also very strategically cultivated a relationship with Bruce, which allowed him to go home. And then she had played the idol. And so I felt that facing a potentially bitter jury, or certainly at least a jury that didn't like me, um, Julie would be a very positive choice because she had good relationships. She was very likable. She had made independent strategic moves. Uh, and that was a real threat to my win equity. How much did the Austin and D relationship affect your game? Uh, I, it was, it was pretty, uh, monumental. It was pretty consequential. Um, because I mean, Rob, you have like, you've got a plan, you know, and this plan gets you 20 days in and then suddenly it's upended, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're, they're falling for each other. There's a, there's a supra game aspect that influences their decision-making and I can compete with that, you know? Like, I'm not Austin's type. Austin's D is Austin's type. Like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? So then I was kind of screwed in a sense because it's like, okay, suddenly, like, two of the people I'm closest with are way closer to each other for, for a reason that you can't compete with. Yeah. And so I've already laid so much groundwork that I can't I can't tear down the house. I can't start over. Okay. Um, The idol that Austin gave to Julie. Um, yeah. So we really don't know in terms of like, is it a misunderstanding from Julie's perspective of like, oh, I thought this was my idol or is no. she, at, yeah, talk, talk a little I bit about remember that. the next day I was talking to her about it like pretty early and I called it Austin's idol and she was like my idol, like she corrected me. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of just like, oh, okay, you're idol. You know, because what am I going to do, Rob? If she's, if, if she's set on it, she wants this thing. She wants the, she wants the agency that it, that it brings the power it implies uh, and I can either like really aggressively go after that and, you know, end the, the Reba Force connection early when when we need unity to split votes against Bruce, or I can just let it be and deal with that problem later. Uh, and so I took the later route, whether that was the right decision or not, you know, uh, we could we could discuss in a longer setting. But yeah, would love to. Um how about when in that episode, that same episode where, okay, the yeah. idol gets given to Julie, um, there's a point where, okay, either it's going to be Kendra or Jake, and D is the one that says, I really want it to be Kendra. Uh, was that a big decision ultimately for you? Uh, I don't know. Like, not really. I mean, it, it, I mean, we were going after Bellows, and mm-hmm. it was like, we just need to chip the bellows down until like Bruce gets immune and then we'll split. And then it's kind of like, yeah, from my perspective, a little bit more open season. Uh, Kendra, I underestimated Kendra's like loyalty, me, loyalty maybe to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that letting her go there was a big mistake because, you know, although I had helped Jake in a couple ways, um, he really did not have that much loyalty for me. And he was looking to make this huge, huge move. Um, and I think maybe his periscoping on making a major move um, made it very difficult for people to work with him because you knew that he would undercut you immediately that he had no bond. Um, but yeah, letting Kendra go was a bummer. I had wanted that eventuality. You know, I had wanted that. And I think you saw that with D and me talking around the fire. Yeah. Um, I only got cold feet when I felt that Emily would not support the decision, Emily and Austin, because they, I don't think they felt that way. Um, but no, I only uh, bring it back to that because in talking with Emily that I got the sense from her that she was feeling like that the post swap Bellow group that you were a part of uh, with Kendra and Emily and with Austin was uh, a viable path that she was banking on in terms of working with you. It's tough because I thought it was to maybe take out Uh, D and Julie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was too. But then there was this this girls alliance, which, you know, probably wasn't that real. 
at the Kelly vote. Mm-hmm. And Kendra had a conversation with Austin and I on the beach where suddenly she was so confident, you know, and she was talking about how like, oh, our relationship will be good because eventually we might need to take Kelly out. We'll blindside Kelly. But like, you know, and I suddenly was like, okay, I'm not priority A anymore. Kendra has made other plans. You know, Kendra has found a new house with great neighbors and we're like, we're like the podunk people from, from the town over uh, to New Bella. Yeah. So I figured, okay, if she's moved on, I've moved on. Like I'm done. Um, and so that was the end. So we but saw, Emily didn't have that experience. We saw you in the last episode also talking with Katura and Jake, uh, but we also know about your loyalties with the Reba people. So you said, I really see the final three very clearly if I make it through tonight's vote. What was going to be your ultimate final three that you wanted? So that was a, it was tough. I really uh, set myself up for that one, uh, you know, walked into the break. Um, but basically, at Tribal Council, I had started to really get the heebie-jeebies based on some, some questions I was getting, some the, the answers that were given, which were very suspicious, and then also a conversation I had immediately before Tribal Council really set the alarm up. So I started to get awfully nervous. And I and when you get nervous, it's not just like, oh, I might go home. It's like, oh, I've been so confident and I might go home, mm-hmm. uh, which you saw. Um, but anyways, so when I said that, I was really trying to project strength. Like, if you think you're with me, like, I'm in. Like, we're going to final three. That's how confident I feel. Like, don't get rid of me. I'm, I'm stable. Um but I would have gone to the end with anybody. My primary one was probably D and Austin because I thought I liked potentially my, my, my win equity with that group. And also it would mean um, not having to cut people. I, I you know, had a deep affinity towards, um, but I really would have gone with anybody. Did you have any suspicions that uh, D was actually closer with Julie than she let on after saying that she was one of the votes to take Julie out? Yeah. Um, like everybody knew they were super close, but for me, like logic is the ultimate supervening presence. And you've played a very similar game with Julie. Julie has strategic moves you don't have, right? Julie is kind of bloodless in a way that you're not. It would be silly not to take Julie out, mm-hmm. you know? So from my perspective, logically, it was a move she had to make. In hindsight, um, she didn't feel that way, obviously. And I think I I was overconfident that she would be with me because from my perspective, it was the right decision. So why would she do anything differently? That's a sign of immaturity. It's a sign of, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, that was the sign of the times. Why were you comfortable with Jake being uh, the babysitter for Julie? I wasn't, um, but it's kind of a situation where it's like, I'm the youngest guy in the cast. Like, what am I going to do? You know, if you guys want to walk around, am I really going to like, you know, linger over you? Like, Oh, what, what's that? You know what? Like, and the other thing is if I do that, it buries any, any, you know, semblance of, uh, or simulacrum of trust that they might believe mm-hmm. I have in them. So I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, dead in the water in that regard. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time with those two, but I spent most of my time with Julie because if she found the idol, I felt like it would be more threatening than if Jake found it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, did you have any sense that Jake had an idol? No, nobody had any idea. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, the, is there a different combination that Austin could have taken on the reward that would have potentially changed this outcome? I think taking Julie would have been wise, um, potentially. Um, we had talked about taking Katara at the time. Uh, D, D being his first decision, I, I remember that surprising me a little bit. In hindsight, I'm not sure why, but I mm-hmm. remember being surprised that, that was his first pick. Uh, I think taking Julie on the reward would have been a good idea because 
when you lose a reward and then when they gloat flying a helicopter over your beach three times, which is how many had happened in real life, then, you know, you're in the pits, you're upset. And so I think that that the dynamic at camp really buried my possibility of repairing my relationship with Julie. What is uh, from your experience, uh, uh, one or two things that we didn't get to see that you think are important to your story? Important to my story. Um, and understanding your game. I don't know, man. I mean, like you're, you're grateful for what you get. And I think that just with my edit this season, like my story was, um, overconfidence and lack of uh, substance, which is not how I felt. Um, and was certainly disheartening to watch. Um, but in terms of like a moment, I think the viewers would have enjoyed our crab hunting was pretty acrobatic. We would fling them in the air and we'd hit them midair with a, with an oar, um, they'd fly apart. And I was like, they got to include that. All the drones come out when we do it, you know, um, in terms of strategically, um, one thing that would have been interesting for the viewers is the split vote, um, split tribal vote where Sifu went home mm -hmm. because Emily and I were so close to forcing rocks. We were so close, uh, to get actually, what outcome, uh, to get Bruce out, okay. we forced rocks and Kendra would flip, um, and it was, it was a very, that was probably the most dynamic strategizing mm -hmm. that I had out there the whole game that, yeah. that split try. Um, so I, I, th I think that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. And it's weird that we got to see like that same exact plan and maybe they didn't want to show it twice, uh, from Jake's perspective. You know, Rob, it's, it's, it's important that you pick up on that because a real driving motivation for the cast out there was we wanted to be a good season. Everybody's fans. So like going to re, re before, you know, we wanted to split on each other because we wanted it to be a good season. We didn't want it to be boring. We didn't want it to be South Pacific. Yeah. Um, so in the same type of way, Rox is so excited to be a part of Rox is a big deal. And there was a general, you know, ethos that it would be fun to go to Rox. Yeah. You got to take care of you, though. You got to get that bag, Drew. <laughs> well, I worry about yourself first. Yeah, next time. All right. Well, Drew, uh, so much more to, uh, that uh, we could ask you about, but I know you got to run. But sure. anyway, uh, really nice to talk to you. Hope you're feeling better and uh, all the best. Okay. Of course. Take care, Rob. All right. Take care, Drew. Bye. Nice chat there with Drew uh, hearing about uh, his wild ride here in Survivor. Yeah, my heart goes out to him because I think that uh, got a little bit of a tough edit last night. I think that maybe and that's how people might have perceived him as being like overly cocky and somebody who was maybe coming across as a little arrogant, but I think he's a very fun person to talk to. And I think he really knows his stuff. I think that probably like a little overlooked, he mentioned he's the youngest guy, you know, uh, that he was 22 and just about everybody else that's out there in terms of like uh, the young people on this season, they're all like 26 and, you know, older than that. So he was kind of the baby out there. And I think that because uh, I feel like he comes across as such a polished speaker, I think that maybe people might be feeling like he's a little bit older than he actually is. But uh, there is Drew. Hope we can uh, talk more with Drew in the future. All right. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we've got Jordan Kalish. This Week in Survivor History coming up right after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. We're back here for the season finale of This Week in Survivor History with our friend, D. Schoolish, Jordan Kalish. Yes, it is the uh, is the month of December, and uh, unfortunately, December it is our last last twist of the season. Gonna gonna miss it, but we're going out with a bang here, Rob. All right, so here we not, are. Not like not like D and Austin. Not that, oh, not easy, easy. Eleven forty three a.m. Jordan. Oh, now okay. when they're listening to it, when they're listening, it's going to be like late in the afternoon at that point. I guess so. I guess so. All right, so skyrockets in flight. <laughs> Uh, all right, take it easy, okay? <laughs> yeah, not uh, so bullish on the showmance after last night, Jordan. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was a great great move. Uh, it's fun by, while it lasted. The, yeah, yeah, definitely definitely used used it to her advantage. That's the kind of showmance that I want to see. I want to see people uh, turning it into uh, moves on the show. I, I like it. Okay, all right, Jordan. It is now December. Uh, what yes. happened on this week in Survivor history? All right. So since since this is the Twish finale, I have sort of uh, suspended the rules of Twish uh, because we are going to be talking about uh, finale th- things that happen during uh, finales in Survivor history. Any finale is fair game for at least the first part of this quiz. So here is our first question. There are going to be a lot of answers to this question. So uh, you, you better uh, you a better lot of your, answers. Uh, your, okay. Your pen, your pen and notepad out. Since the forced final four fire making twist was implemented in season 35, mm-hmm. 12, 12 players have been assigned immunity by the winner of the immunity challenge. Name these players. If the winner of the immunity challenge gave up their immunity to compete in fire, both players who were assigned immunity must be named. Okay. So, so start, start with 35. Who do we got? So I'm starting with the person that got brought to the end Brought okay. to the end, yes. So right. Not the immunity winner, not the people who did fire, the people who were brought to the end. Sometimes it's one and sometimes it's two. Okay, so let me see if I can knock this out. So in 35, it was Ryan. That is correct. You start with one point. Okay, in Survivor 36, I believe this is Laurel. Laurel is correct, brought by Dominic. Okay, in season 37, I believe this is Angelina. Angelina, yes, that is correct. You're three for three. Okay. Um, in season 38, of course, Chris Underwood is going to put himself into the fire against uh, Rick Devins, thus bringing 
Julie and Gavin to the yes, finals. You get, correct. You get two points for that since it's two people. Uh, and we're going to Survivor 39. Survivor 39. I believe that uh, teaching time with Tommy got brought to the yes. end. That that is correct by by Nora. He would become the uh, the first person to win the game after being brought. Uh, so what about forty? In Survivor forty, so then Natalie, uh, I believe she took Michelle and then sent yeah. Tony and Sarah to fire. Yes, very memorable fire making competition between Tony and Sarah. So yes, Natalie did bring Michelle to fire. Uh, what about Survivors? So now we're in the new era, Survivor forty one. Um, did Xander bring? Erica to the end. Yes, Sander did bring Erica. That is correct. We have three more. We're going to, or we have uh, three more seasons uh, going to Survivor uh, 42. Romeo, uh, that he brought Marianne. Yes, he did. Uh, we are now uh, 40, 43. Uh, so this is when. So. Cassidy wins the challenge and then uh, she puts uh, Gabler into the fire. So she brings Owen. That is correct. Owen, who uh, the who did a great job co-hosting the live know-it-all show with you. I listened uh, a couple of the days greats. ago. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I would love to uh, to have been there, but uh, but I'm happy that everyone had a good time. Okay. And now uh, Survivor 44. And in Survivor 44, I'm going to say that... Uh, it was Heidi put herself into the fire making. She took out Carson, thus bringing uh, Jam Jam and Carolyn. Yes, Jam Jam and Carolyn. Heidi broke the record for the quickest fire making challenge ever on Survivor. So you get 12 points for this game. Great job. And Great you have, job. Uh, oh, wait, do 12 I have to, people. I should have to predict uh, who gets brought to the end this season. My prediction is going to be that D wins the final four challenge, brings Austin to the end. D brings Austin to the end. So if that happens, I I will give you a bonus point. We won't know for about a week, but I will give you a bonus point on this quiz. So and then uh, you Jake will, you and Katura make fire against each other. Okay, I, I could I could see that happening. So yeah. uh, you were a uh, perfect 12 for, for 12. You might actually be 13 for 12. Well, well people listening uh, a week behind will know 13 the answer for question. 12 would be huge. That would be that'd be really big. Um, mm -hmm. And it would be a uh, higher than 100%. That happens I mean, sometimes. Yeah, that's like pretty close to the money that Shohei Otani is getting on his Dodgers contract, right? Yes. Uh, I, Rob, do you want to make a deal here where you don't have to pay me anything to do Twitch for the next 10 years? However, in 11 years, you have to start paying me $70 million a year. Pass. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll stay with uh, mm -hmm. with our current arrangement. Okay. Um, so, Rob, at Mike Bloomtype on Twitter, made a poll last night asking oh, if, boy. Drew, yeah. if Drew is a hashtag survivor villain. While 56% of the responses were, yes, he is a villain, that's far from being a decisive majority. What's not in doubt is this. I, Jordan Kalish, am a Twish villain. And since I'm such a villain, I have locked the remainder of the quiz in a safe. <laughs> what? I wrote I wrote that out. In order to unlock the rest of the questions, you must solve the combination using the correct responses from the last question. Amongst the 12 players that were assigned immunity, five unique final tribal council vote totals are represented. The, these five numbers will open the safe. So there are 12 people that you just answered. They all went to the final tribal council and yeah. they got different numbers of final tribal votes. 
And you have to tell me the five unique vote totals in order to unlock the rest of the questions of this quiz. I'm so confused. Okay. So, okay. so, so basically, okay. So let's say this, let's say that I went to the finals. I was taken to the finals. You were taken to the finals. Sam Moore was taken to the finals. Let's say I got nine jury votes. You got zero jury votes and Sam Moore got one jury vote. Uh, the, the, the combination would be nine, one, zero. It doesn't matter what order you give me these in. So I, you have 12 people. Like most combinations. Yes, it's not. It's, mm-hmm. It was. It was a. I got. I got it on Sky Mall. It was a low budget, uh, <laughs> low budget safe. So okay, you have twelve people, and you have to figure out the five final tribal council vote totals that were represented between these twelve people. Okay. I mean, all right. So I'll just go through it. I don't know what you're ultimately asking for. I'll just tell you. Okay. Uh, why don't you just tell me the number of votes uh, these people <laughs> got? Okay. Um. Ryan, uh, he got one vote. Laurel got zero votes. Angelina got zero votes. Um, Gavin, I believe, got four. And Julie got zero. Tommy, I think, is the toughest one here because I don't know. I don't even know how many people were on the jury. So um, I don't know. I Was it nine-person jury? Did he have... I'm going to guess seven. Um Michelle uh, got zero votes. Erica got seven votes. Marianne, I think, also got seven votes. Owen got uh, zero votes. And um, I think Carolyn got zero and Jam Jam got seven. Uh, So, I don't know, that gives me... I've got... Uh, you want five numbers then? I want I want five numbers. You've you've given me four numbers. You've given me seven. Seven. You've given me four, okay, so so one Tommy zero. must have gotten more than seven. So, um, did he get eight? Is that is that your that's answer? My, five that's, numbers. That's my. Uh, that's you're, my. You're putting guess. you're putting eight seven four one zero into the into the safe. Yes. Rob, you have congratulations. You have foiled my dastardly plan to deprive the audience of the rest of the quiz. Was it uh, eight so now, for Tommy? It was eight for Tommy. It was an eight eight to two vote for Tommy. Uh, so those were the five vote totals that were represented. Very good job. I had a feeling you'd get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since you got it, we can we could continue with the quiz. Oh, uh, I was worried for a second. <laughs> so now, oh now, okay. So in in this safe, I have two more questions, and I have a verbal rebus. So thankfully, you have opened it up. Um, hands on a hard idol is one of the most iconic challenges in survivor history. It has only been run four times. Who are the four players who have won this iconic challenge? So, um, of course, Kelly, of course, Kelly um, yeah, then did they do it in Australia? Uh, okay. So hold on. So. Okay, so you said they only did it four times. So I think I don't think four, they did it in times. Australia. Okay, so then, and then uh, we saw that um, um, Kim Johnson wins it. That's um, correct. Kim Kim Johnson is right. And then, um, is it Nal? Uh, I I think it's going to be and then uh, Nalia. That is correct. Nalia won in the Marquesa, and they only did it one more time. And then I guess they did it in uh, All Stars, right? And then uh, Boston Rob, I believe, is the other winner. That is the fourth person. Boston Rob is correct. Those are the four winners of Hands on a Hard Idol, and they have not done it since Survivor All Stars. Why? I'd What's like to the see problem? 
I don't know. It's a great, it's a great challenge. I, I, I mean, they've done, they've done other like final three challenges where you have to like, you, you did one where you had to like be in a certain pose, but that's not hands on a hard idol. I yeah. think, no, that, I, I think the, I like that, that one was well. like, uh, four minutes, uh, tops. Yes. I, I, I would like to Might see, you know, three. Go, I think we'd have to go back uh, to a final two for the, for this to, to work out, but I guess you could do it as a final, as a final, oh, there's no more final four challenge. Well, there mm-hmm. is, but who cares about the final four challenge anymore? Right. Um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm team Katora here uh, where it, it might end up biting her in the butt that there's no more uh, regular final four vote. Uh, but I agree with her that we should be going back to, to old school here. Sure. Um, we have one more, one more question to, to end Twitch for the season. And it's going to be something that happened this week in survivor history, okay. survivor Guatemala, December 11th, 2005, 18 years ago, this past Monday, we're, yep. we're better to end than survivor Guatemala for the, uh, for it the fall. Is the season. fall. Yeah. Yes. Which of these descriptions correctly describes the Guatemala final immunity challenge? I'm going to read you three descriptions. You have to tell me which one was used for the Guatemala final immunity. Mm -hmm. Number one, the castaways must stand on a platform holding a bow and arrow in a warrior pose. Any castaway who falls off the platform or releases their arrow will be eliminated from the challenge. That's number one. Okay. Number two. Starting on the largest of a series of floating platforms, every 15 minutes, the final three will move to the next smaller platform. Only their feet can touch the platform. If their hands or butt touch the platform, they fall off They or, or they fall off, they are eliminated. That's number okay. two. And number three, the survivors stood on a small rotating platform with two ropes for their aid. After one hour, they had to release the rope. After 90 minutes, they had to go it alone with their hands not allowed to touch anything to do with the challenge. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first thing you read uh, is the final three challenge from Survivor Vanuatu. That is correct. So you know that that is not the correct answer. The second thing you read is the uh, final three challenge from uh, Survivor Panama. Very good. So what does that mean? The third thing you read <laughs> is the final three challenge from Survivor Guatemala. That is correct. Rob, you end on a positive note. I believe you you did get a perfect score on this quiz. You got every question right. Great, great way to end the twist season. Yeah, that was a challenge where I don't think they really designed it so you'd be able to like yeah, rest your back yeah, on the bar. Uh, they said was... hand, but they did say they did say only your hands can't touch. They didn't say your back can't touch. I think they maybe wanted to do over on that challenge, but the players sort of broke it. Uh, but that's that's how it works. And you have broken this dream team uh, didn't think of all the contingencies there and it's like uh well we're we're here now okay yeah but the thing is though i don't know how you could possibly do that challenge like you would have to have the best balance in the world to be able to stand on that platform without holding either rope i i so i do think it's like maybe a better challenge but also i think that danny may have had the height advantage did they tell Um, them to let go of one of the ropes you had to let go of one and then you had to let go of both Mm mm-hmm so one one hand on the rope, were, but they but they were still like against the bar. So it, it was not the not the greatest challenge in, yep. in Survivor history, but um, one of the most still one of the most underrated seasons in Survivor history. So you have a perfect score, and because of your perfect score, and because of unlocking my safe, you get to go to the verbal rebus. We're at last one of the season. Okay, we are looking for the last name of the Karamoan player whose goal was to drag Shamar to the end. Okay. All right. Uh, minus. So, so let's 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 give the answer. So who's who's the who was that? The last name of that player? Beatham. Be- Beathman. Yes. Beathman. Okay, uh, sorry. Yes. Minus the letter on Rano's little blank hat. Minus the B. Minus. Hat. 
Yes, minus the B hat, minus the word that Guatemala judge said after basically every sentence. Man. Yeah, so we have Beefman minus B minus man, plus the new era player who had her own theme song. Okay, Shan. Shan, yes. Minus the initials of the player who gave the famous snakes and rats speech. The, I'm sorry, the initials. So the first first and last initial of the player who gave the famous snakes snakes and rats speech. Okay. Sue Hawk is S-H. Shan minus S-H. Plus the first letter of the first boot of Survivor 42, who is also a Twish alumnus. Okay. Uh, The first... the first letter of the first name of Zach yes. Wardenberger. Yes. So that's a, that's a Z, the most famous. Okay. Plus when a challenge is about to start, Jeff Probst often says, let's get it blank. Okay. On. Okay. So who, who do we have? Ethan's on. Ethan's on. Very yeah. good. Winner Boy, like of went, Survivor. Really like the scenic route to we, get We to did go Ethan. the scenic route. To yeah. there, I will say that the syllables in Ethan's on are not easy to find, but Ethan's on is correct. It's Hanukkah, baby, and we're going to Ethan's on, who famously did not eat the ham. Very good, uh, Ethan's on. Correct, correct answer. And you got the rebus. You got all the questions right. What a way to end the, the twist season. Okay. All right. Well, Jordan, once again, uh, we thank you for all your hard work. Uh, each yes. week bringing the survivor history to the masses. Thank you, Rob. I, I, uh, I love doing Twitch. I love, you know, when I have the viewing parties, people, people come up and, and say they really, they, they enjoy listening. And I love, uh, you know, being able to podcast about my, my favorite show and you've given me that opportunity. And also Rob love that. Uh, love the mug, my new mug. Yes. Podcast survivor mafia, uh, <laughs> podcasting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mafia, but yeah, Jordan, uh, very fun to get to catch up with you, uh, all season long. And so it'll yes, only be too. a couple of short weeks until we're doing this again. That's true. That's the beauty of the, uh, the, the, the Yatus between the, uh, the, the fall and the spring. It's not like the long summer that we have to wait yeah. uh, to, to see each other once again, Rob. All right. Well, Jordan, uh, enjoy the time off. Of course, thanks everybody again for listening to the exit interview and Twish here on this podcast. We got a lot more coming up with Stephen Fishback plus amazing race exit interviews here today. So make sure you don't miss a thing when you subscribe. Go to robbiswebsitecom slash subscribe. Thank you for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.